Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Guilty Movie Pleasures. In-depth discussion on movies, no matter how guilty they make you feel. Oh, what is up, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans? We are back for another week of Guilty Movie Pleasures. Sadly, this is the first time without my host and the leader who brought me into this and who started this whole thing, Josh McCuga. So we're going to have a moment of silence for Josh right now. That was enough, right? Yeah. He's not dead, by the way. He uh, He's actually alive and well. We hope. We, I haven't we checked in with him today. Double so check. Yeah. I'll text him. Text or tweet him. Text or tweet at him. Make sure he's alive. Insta. Uh, he did karaoke and drink a lot on Sunday night for his birthday. Uh, he does a mean Panama, that's by been, the way. That's been the end of many good men, <laughs> by the way. Singing Panama <laughs> at karaoke. But I'm Ben Begley. I will be your host from now on. And my guest today is a good friend of mine. Give it up for Jesse McIntosh we're, over here. We're decent friends. Decent we're friends. Like, we're okay friends. Yeah. You know. We, Four out of ten, but uh, depending Four. depending on what time of the year. Yeah, it's like a, if it's a leap year, it's a rotating. Scale. We have an added day of friendship, hopefully. Yeah, always in my heart, ten out of ten. But yeah. you know. In your heart, 10 out of 10, but in reality, 4 out of in 10. In reality, things are different in real life. That's yeah. what I've learned as an adult. <laughs> so, Jesse, uh, just so everybody here knows a little bit about our backstory, we met at a, a casting workshop, I believe. A like, casting workshop, like 10 yeah. years ago. A long time ago. A really long time ago. Mm-hmm. We were doing one of those things where if you are not, if you don't live in L.A. and you're not an actor, they kind of... Then what is wrong with you? Yeah. What are you doing with your lives? You're probably doing something a little bit more... Um, <laughs> sustainable. Uh, sustainable, less stressful. <laughs> Uh, pays more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we met at this thing where you basically pay a casting director to tell you why they're not bringing you in. Uh, and yeah, we've been friends since. We've done sketches. We used to have a sketch group called Dingus Khan. Dingus Khan. It's on the internet. Yeah. If you have the internet, check it out. He uh, he wrote a killer rap called Dirty Christmas Rap, a.k.a. What Child Is This Because It Ain't Fucking Mine. There's Yeah, first curse word of the day. Yeah. We're allowed to cuss on here. I didn't that's, you that. No, I know, but I'm All keeping right. track. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> just tally it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so one. Jesse, what, what have you been up to? What's, what's going on with uh, you? What am Tell I up a little to? bit about yourself. Cool, yeah. Uh, I've been doing stand-up very recently. If you're in the area, I've been doing stand-up at Flappers in Burbank. Got a show coming up on the 16th of February, awesome. uh, 9.30 p.m. Uh, so after dinner time, you can yeah. come after dinner. After dinner, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice dinner, maybe watch some Netflix. Come yeah, see Netflix show. and chill. That's yeah. what people are doing nowadays. If they Netflix and chill, then they're not coming out. If, unless what... they're quick at the chilling part. Unless you do Netflix and chill like I do, which literally means just it's watch 10 Netflix episodes of Daredevil. And which officially means I'm not coming out, because I just finished Daredevil, by the way, and it was amazing. But I'm getting off topic. We're, we're off topic. Super off topic. We're off topic. Now, today, wait, wait, today, mm-hmm. we are here... To talk the rundown. There it is. Yes, yes. This is by far one of my favorite movies. The Rock is in. I, <laughs> I you're laughing like, like it's an odd scale. It's just a funny on. qualifier. It's, it's one of my favorite movies that Sean William Scott has ever done it, it in his actually, whole career. It is actually one of my favorite Sean William Scott movies because he annoys me the least in this movie. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, Although Southland to- Tales, he they, that's another one they teamed up with in Southland Tales. I'm unfamiliar. Which uh, it it's a movie that makes no sense. Sweet. And one of the actors in the behind the scenes actually said that when their agent read the script, they cried and they called him up because not because they were moved emotionally, but because they felt so dumb after reading it. They okay. didn't understand. <laughs> they got dumber so, reading a yes. script, uh, which is what reading does to you. But the rundown here. Yes. 
This movie, for me, I, I will. I want to know when you first saw it, which was last night, I believe. But I first saw it in 2003 when it came out. And I remember The Rock had been in The Scorpion King, which I didn't see because I thought it looked ridiculous. Because um, The Mummy 2 was silly when they had a CGI version sure. of The Rock. And this was when he was still known as The Rock, not Dwayne Johnson. He was a wrestler. So people hadn't really taken him super seriously yet. And then you see the rundown, and you see that he has charisma. He's funny. He's a badass. He does almost all his own stunts. Yeah. And then his, I think it's his cousin or his I think it's his cousin. Yeah, I read that. His cousin, like, won all sorts of awards yeah. for doing the stunts in this So, film. like, he does, like, the super dangerous stuff, but The Rock does the still more dangerous than I will ever do in a movie right. stuff. <laughs> like, all this stuff, even though the stunts get ridiculous in this movie and almost Looney Tunes I don't know why you would say that. We'll get to that. <laughs> you can tell it's really him being flung around. And for me, I remember being like, this guy is going to be awesome. Yeah. And he had a quality. It felt like a 90s action movie, but with... The 2000 sensibilities of better acting, um, better choreography, and just it just felt like a fun buddy com- action comedy. Cool. Uh, what do so, you think? So wait, just a couple things yes. I want to piggyback. Just yeah. for a moment, let me also say, when Ben asked me to do this, he said, do you want to come on? And I thought it was going to be him and Josh, and I would have a cushy third mic where I could just <laughs> just jump in at any point and be like, and just now, once every 10 minutes. Now you're completely on like, spot hey, for 45 minutes. Hey, The Rock, am I right? Um, but now, I, first show after Josh left, so yeah, no, no, pressure. no pressure there. No, it's all on me. Okay, They'll like you. They'll be like, Ben, you, you didn't carry the torch. You, you fucked gonna, it up. I'm say something about my haircut. I know it. Um, but so, <laughs> hashtag Jesse's haircut. Hashtag Jesse's haircut. Yeah. Um, if we can get that trending anywhere, even locally, yeah. that would be just great. Even, it's just even in the Burbank area. Just, yeah, that's so fine. Any zip code would yeah. be good. Um, so The Rock. So. Yeah. I first saw this movie last night, as you said. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of context with The Rock already. Yeah. Oh, and totally. So let me just say first, he hadn't even transitioned to Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, he was still The Rock. He was just The Rock. It legit says The Rock. The Rock. They didn't even alter it for future reference. You I mean, know? and that's how that or character should be built. Like, that's how that actor should be built in this, in this film. Movie. He should not have a name. He should just go by The Rock. Yes. So... Because he's basically a boulder. He's invincible. Basically. But with that being said, yeah. this is The Rock about 100 pounds of muscle earlier than he is now. Like, this was a svelte-looking rock. It's great. He still looks huge in this he movie. Looks huge. But when you see him in, like, Fast 7, you're like... Pain and gain. Are you oh kidding my God. me? Yeah, he. It's like it's like New Rock ate the old Rock. Yep, and then grew twice as big. Like he consumed and that's, that's the just old science. version. Of that's him. how science. That's works. how science if works. If you eat the old you, if you go back, if, if any of us learn how to time travel like the Rock has, yeah, we should do what he did. He consume has. our old self, uh-huh. and we'll become twice the size. And just process. I'm pretty your sure that's how time mass. travel works. That's. I mean, that is the number one goal of time. You travel. You close the loop by eating yourself. That's. <laughs> I don't, I don't know no what sense. else I can add to that. I feel like my brain just oozed out my ear thinking about that. <laughs> That's what time travel you would it's do. The same, it would it's the brain. same logic as a lot of the Bill and Ted time travel, though, mm-hmm, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Most time travel movies have no logic. But what was your, your take on this, though, since you'd never seen it and you have all this... Like, now we've seen The Rock in movies like Faster, which is basically him just shooting dudes in the head the whole right. movie. Uh, we've seen him as Roadblock in G.I. Joe Retaliation, where he's a he's just a badass. Yeah. We've seen him in, in the Fast and Furious franchise, where he's basically a one-liner machine, where daddy's got to go to work. Like, Fast 7, every line he has is a 90s one-liner in that movie. Yeah. And when he rips off the gun from the helicopter, the Gatling gun, and he's just unloading on... on it's just... So now you have all this kind of... 
I have a library of the rock library knowledge. of the rock yeah. knowledge. The, Woody, what'd you the think? HBO show that he did about football, Ballers. I haven't ballers. seen that. That's the beginning the name of, of this movie. The beginning of this movie feels like the preview That's for what, Ballers. That, yeah, so that like was the, my... like the producers of Ballers were like, "Hey, remember the rod, the rundown when he like." Did a rundown on all the players when he could identify all good. the offensive linemen. Like good. I'm a football fan, and I couldn't pick out a single offensive lineman in the entire <laughs> NFL. And he's just like pointing yeah. them out and like giving their stats. Were any and, like, of those actual? Because I know one of them it was an actor, the guy with a really deep voice. I've actually worked with before, but I don't. Know. I don't know if any of them were actual football players, like the actors. Yeah. And like none of the character names were, were, real, were people. real people. That's how little I know about football. Is that for me? They could have made up team names, and I would have been like, oh yeah. The, well, they kind of did. Yeah, the they Philadelphia would... Dolphin Burgers, you yeah, know, the, the <laughs> Dolphin Burgers. That was a real very controversial, <laughs> very controversial. Very controversial. It wasn't controversial until the Cove came out and they realized where Dolphin Burgers came from, and then they were like, mm-hmm. and then nope, nope, nope. Oh man! Anytime uh, you bring up the Cove, you know that joke went south. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I, I feel like we th- we peaked at Dolphin Burgers, <laughs> and then I just had to. And then you were like, let's, mer- let's explore the Dolphin let's, Burger concept. Let's, just, let's, let's go down the massacre of one of the cutest animals <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> let's just really dive. Do you like ketchup on your dolphins, or are you a Dijon fan? Like, how do you how do you yeah, like do you, to condomize you... the condiment? Condiment. I wish it was oh, condomizing. Boy. So the so the rundown. So yeah. you, you now, what's your take on it? So it was super fun. Yeah, it was super fun because I felt like I was nervous watching it last night because I knew you were watching it at the same time, and my wife Renee was watching it too, and she was enjoying it, but kind of every once in a while checking Pinterest. Sure. So I was like, oh shit, I hope Jesse doesn't hate this movie. I was checking the rundown Pinterest during it. I just wanted <laughs> it was to a great page. I just wanted to double check. It's been created by Peter Berg. Yeah, <laughs> it's entirely by him. Yeah. Um. So so it was it was super fun. I like. Um, I, I sent you a list of potential guilty movie pleasure films. That's another thing. I asked Jesse what he wants to talk about. He sent me like ten, and I was like, "What about the rundown?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's so do that." That's perfect. Shot down no, no, no. But so the point of me saying that is, I I feel like my subset of guilty movie pleasures yeah. is a little bit in a different vein necessarily than yours is. So I'm coming from a, I'm coming at it from like, a what's your, little bit of a different subset, perspective. Would you say? Um, well, so I suggested Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. I suggested, which I would argue is a good movie. Good movie, right? I feel that way too. But I feel like. Like over time, a lot of people look back at it and be like, "Hey, remember yeah. Eight Mile?" Yeah. Um, but I've seen it maybe five too many times for like so you've seen standard. It standard. So you've seen it six times. Yeah, I've only <laughs> seen it once or twice. I saw it in the theater, and coming out of the theater, there was like a mom with her five year old, and she was like, "I fucking hated that movie." It's like, well, because you brought your five year old to five year old to a movie where there's a super awkward sex scene in like a factory of some sort. A super sort. cool sex scene. I always find it so funny how sex scenes play out in movies. They're, they're the best. They're, how no is, one ever has sex like is, they do in movies. How is any? How is not every character pregnant? And how is? <laughs> and how it's like the most passionate ten seconds of their lives. Yeah, it's, this is a and side just tangent. like just like super smoothly taking clothes off. Yep, like no like, one has ever derobed no, in that fashion no. in the history of the world. But so okay, yeah. So Eight Mile, any of the Step Up movies, which I feel like could qualify. <laughs> The, oh like, shit! Quality I'm sorry, dance that, films. Just, that surprised me so much. That's why I laughed so hard. Strong. I've, I've never seen any of them, but well, I'm sure they're. I mean, you're wrong. I, <laughs> I am wrong for not saying any. You've made poor choices. What's your favorite your Step Up movie? Uh, step Up to the Streets for sure. Step Up 3D was. I saw it in 3D, and there, like, it didn't work. Yeah, I it, the 3D I mean, didn't work. Come on. I know it's dancing. Just enjoy the dancing. You know what I mean. So now that you have your context of uh, seemingly rap movies and dance movies, and dance movies, a lot of competition. Of, would you? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you like drumline a yeah. lot? I, oh, uh, yeah, big fan. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was my other, like, I know, I wanted top. to do that one. We should have done Another that. time. Next, another another time. time. So, um, but no, so, in the context yeah, of this. So this, I do really enjoy this kind of movie. Yeah. And I just, like, for one reason or another, don't typically prioritize it in my mm-hmm. guilty movie viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I do really like, like, the cheese element doesn't bother me yeah. when there's, like, crazy fighting going on. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the, like... The gravity-defying stunts yeah. that are clearly wire work. Yeah. The physics-defining stunts, not just gravity, yeah. but, like, twisting mid-air in directions where, like, <laughs> yeah, when you he, couldn't When they possibly. flip him up and he, he does a flip, doesn't ever brace the ground and somehow kicks the two of them yeah. from behind. And it's like, how did you get that much momentum going? Yeah. It's impossible. I mean, from his hips. It, <laughs> hey, He's got, you know, he's got rock-sized hips. As Shakira you know, once told me, hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. But they can flip midair and kick two dudes in the, the face. And that's the truth. So none of it, like, uh, the things that didn't age well for me when I watched it, yeah. which we'll get in the, we should get into the plot, though, first, but, like, the monkey humping scene and things like that, but, like, could you forgive that stuff I could, for watching I could it? forgive most anything, um, even though, like, we'll get into a lot of the, no. like, plot holes, but, like, this kind of movie doesn't care about plot yeah, holes. It's, it's just not, ridiculous. It doesn't matter. It's like Indiana Jones meets a buddy cop comedy from the 80s yeah. on steroids, yeah. is like, what this movie like, feels like. Like, clearly the point of this movie was to show off our choreography in the fights, yeah. and, like, our, our witty, like, one-liner, like, the quick quips of Sean William and Scott. And just to punch Sean William Scott in the face over many and over. Times. He even <laughs> says it in the movie, like, why are you punching me all the time? Yeah. Stop pushing me. It's because he did three Stifler movies, and America yeah. wanted it. And when, you know, I actually, I like Sean William Scott, and I think, but he had it coming after three Stifler movies. He had know? it coming, probably something he did in his personal life. Yeah, yeah you know. I have no it's idea. Karma. <laughs> it's karma. Because we all make the, mistakes. So now we're going to do the plot in under three minutes, Jesse and I. Uh, I'll have you start it off, and then you'll ping pong it back to me, and we'll keep going back and forth, back and forth. I'll and do then my very best. Usually it ends with, when Makuga was here, the last 30 seconds, his mind explodes. So we'll see if we can get to the end before 30 seconds of mind melt, but let's see what happens. <sighs> and we'll uh, do it in five, four. Three, two, take it away. So The Rock shows up at a club, and he's sort of ushered in by this guy who we never see again, who, like, shows us all the people that he's <laughs> yeah. has to watch out for. And he's like, you got to get to that quarterback down there. And he's like, all right, no problem. So he, he goes 50 down. large. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you owe me large amounts of money, large sums of money. I need the cash right now. So he goes down, he like, he's like, I'll give you two choices. A, you can give it to me. B, I can take it from you, which we get over and over and over again. Yeah, like but five so, times. It's so awesome. they always take option B, and he always just rips it. Wrong, yeah, wrong, wrong choice. Always wrong choice. Because it always is. Um, so he takes the money. Uh, I'm the best. And then he gets it stolen from him. And we never and hear that, of that again. That, yeah, from another bounty hunter with, that shoots beanbags. Somehow <laughs> the rock is taken out by like crowd control guns. Yeah. And then he goes and he meets his boss guy who's loosely established, but we don't know how dangerous he is. Is he like a killer? He's sort of a mob guy. He's he's And we find out that the rocket wants to be a chef. He wants to be have his own restaurant. So he's like, I'm out. I'm out. Tony or whatever his name is, and he's like, I want to start my own restaurant. He goes, one more job. You got to go get my son in the jungle. I'll give you 250 large. So The Rock then cut to him. Beautiful. Looks like he's flying to Jurassic Park with this guy who speaks in a Northern Irish accent that you cannot understand for the entire movie. Never understood a single word that he said. I have no clue. I know that there were cows. I rewound several of his lines and then just gave up. Didn't do that. I gave up right away. So then they they land. He gets there. He ends up finding him at this bar where... uh, Wait, wait, wait. So we meet Christopher Walken first. We meet Christopher Christopher Walken. Walken. And Christopher Walken. 
world's largest mine ever. <laughs> it's like the Grand Canyon of mines. Yes. And so he's just basically that scene is like Christopher Walken being like, I'm a bad guy. And so then he sends him to find uh, Sean William Scott, yeah. and he does. He finds him in the bar, and then Christopher Walken shows up. Oh, Rosario up with Dawson's in there with the world's weakest accent, even though she's still great. I that love goes Rosario in and Dawson. out. Love Rosario Dawson. The accent's Dawson. very like doesn't just matter. Uncertain vowels, unimportant. Yeah. So Christopher Walken shows up with his goon squad. There's been a change of narrative, <laughs> so to speak, something like that. <laughs> And you think he's going to get out, and then the craziest fight scene happens immediately. He has the guy by the mouth with a gun. Mm-hmm. He beats the shit out of everybody. They escape. Then Sean William Scott and him are driving, and Sean William Scott gets the brilliant idea of saying, hope you like the fall, veers the car off. Longest fall in the history since Hot Rod. They both it's, die, probably. They die but seven times. Not even scratched. And then, yeah, the car misses them. Then uh, they're through the jungle. They end up meeting these uh, these natives, the tribe there. I forget. They call them Oompa Loompas, which is a little offensive. They're little pig- pygmies, both a little offensive. <laughs> they, they run. Oh shit, 39 seconds. Holy they have the cow. biggest fight scene ever where there's all these little dudes and then they're like attacking Wait, and mon- go, monkey's trying to monkey's trying to hug him space. first and then, and, then, so, yeah. and so then they go, they have Rosario Dawson now because she's part of them and they go and they just randomly like happen upon where the, yeah. the gato they is. They find the, the gato. gato. They're looking for the gato. Yeah. We forgot to say that. Yeah. yeah. And so they find the gato, they escape, all these boulders fall, uh, Rosario Dawson drugs them, the monkeys come back and then he's like, I want to get out of here and then we find out Rosario Dawson gets kidnapped by Christopher Walken there's a big showdown you're like, how are they going to figure this out because all the pygmies got killed and then they bring in all these Bulls, there's a huge stampede. The rock, a fine, the rock finally, finally uses his gun, shoots all of them. Then they, the villagers come back, shoot Christopher Walken. I'm done now. They, they uh, make it back and he poisons the mob boss. And then, yeah, it's done. Uh, no. boss. Yeah. Man. It's weird because you want to be so. This always happens. You want to be so detailed in the beginning, uh-huh. and then you're like, F- "I spent a minute on the opening." I scene. need a Gatorade. I need. I need it. <laughs> product placement. Is, does Gatorade sponsor this podcast? Oh my I need god! A Gatorade. So we we actually covered most of it until the last like 15 minutes and it went off the rails. <laughs> we did, but you know, we did the first half of the movie you, you in two and a half minutes. Yeah, we got we got, we got really in depth seconds. with it. Yeah. So let's start off with the beginning. It's um, yeah, I love the setup. Of this, uh, like how you said, they bring in this guy who you think is an informant that they never bring back again. <laughs> he, just, he, he just knows everything. He has He's no like, name. I'm, I'm at the club and I'm clearly a snitch. Yeah. And like, people don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I'm just here and those are the guys you need to look at. And this for. football player owes $50,000 to this gang boss, this mob boss of some sort. Yep. And he really insults The Rock by throwing not just one, but like three drinks in his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just one by one. And you think he's gonna just go, okay, never mind. And I love the sub- subverting of expectations there where, I mean, you expect this, but I like the twist where he goes in the bathroom and he calls his boss and he's like, you gotta get it now. And he's like, but the whole offensive line is out there. He's like, I, and you think he's like, I don't want to have, it's like, it's going to be tough. And instead he's like, I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to, yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. That's That line is so great because it just sets up how badass he is. Where you think it's like, shit, how am I going to take out all these guys? But he's like, I don't want to hurt them. He's concerned about hurting all his favorite players. Well, and basically. so here's here's the other thing, and I don't know. It didn't. It doesn't necessarily hold up. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't necessarily hold up now. I don't know what it was back in 2003. But if there are five NFL players in the club, it's not the offensive linemen that are going to like do your bidding for you. It's like your posse <laughs> yeah. that's 50 deep yeah. of like yeah. jacked cousins yeah. who are like maybe supplying you it's, HGH. It's very weird that like all the offensive linemen are like. Hey, we're sort of this skinny dude, this skinny quarterback or whatever, his bodyguard. And you're yeah, like, like, we protect him on and off the field. <laughs> it's like, and weren't they all from different teams, too? Yeah, they're all from so different colleges, like, and they all just happen to be there. They all just happen to be there. They're just buds. They're just hanging out. They're just out. like, we'll kick ass for no reason. Yep. Doesn't matter. And, you know, who gives a shit if my knee gets broken? That won't screw up my career. I feel like in the reality, they'd be like, oh, fuck it. See ya. Kinda. See ya. Yeah. You and can- also... Also, like, with now with cell phones and, like, just people getting everything on videotape all the time, like, star quarterback throwing drinks 
at some dude just one after the other and then a brawl like no one recovers from that no. like that is avoided at all costs yeah the NFL only recovers if they abuse women if they abuse women not men mm. yeah mm. that's a little dig on the NFL and so that's the end of our oh, show, guys. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, but a, a good buddy of mine actually he did a, a great sketch about the that how the NFL just breezes over that. I've, uh, his name's Brad Gage. You can look it up on on YouTube. I'll try and I'll tweet out a link to it. It's really funny. Nice, but it handles that in a real like. Way where you're like, oh shit, yeah, they cover up so much. But anyways, that's a different. Topic. So, but anyway, so that was <laughs> we a get thing. on a soapbox about yeah, the, NFL, yeah. the, 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 the corruption in the NFL. I bring a lot of propaganda to the behavior. podcast. Yeah. By the way, we have a lot of issues uh, we have to discuss. By the way, who, global warming. Who wants to talk about Iowa? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, so he beats the shit out of these dudes in the bar. Yeah. Which this fight scene is really cool, but it also falls into that trap of strobe light. My eyeballs can't see what the hell's going on for right. half of it. And you're supposed to sort of believe that like the strobe lights are making it so no one else in the club is like is I guess, there a brawl and going in, on instead it just makes the audience go is there a brawl, is there a brawl or are they just dancing are they yeah. like freak just dancing super, each super other. freak dancing they're just into it and then i love so then so that moment is awesome and then they, when they go to the island we talked about the the irish guy who's like the God, the, the, I can't, could not understand a word he was saying. He's like, oh, do the island. And I'm like, I. Like, literally, and I didn't even know it was an Irish accent. Because that's how unintelligible it was. I think he's Scottish. I mean, I've seen well, him in other stuff. He was stuff. in he the was kilt. In, yeah. He was in train spotting, but I read, I think I read tri- on the trivia that he, he's actually Scottish, but he did a Northern Irish accent, or maybe he's Northern Irish and did a Scott. Nice. Either way. Showing off his flexibility. Either there. way, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I can't understand no what you're saying. It didn't matter. Because nope. he was one of my favorite characters. Yep. And then Christopher Walken, I can't remember if we have a clip from, uh, oh, yeah, so Christopher Walken comes in and he's basically like, this just this total bastard who's making all these people be his basically slaves in the gold mines yeah. in the largest gold mines in history yeah they go down for like three miles deep and like i i think i said it in the summary but like literally that scene is just him being like i'm i'm um hold on oh, yeah let's see who can do a, a worse right, christopher you, you first because you did He's it already kind of like a bad guy but humorous <laughs> That was like Borat a little bit. <laughs> all right. All right, Zach. All right. You try. Come on. Zach has opinions. It's weird because it's the most distinctive impression, but I cannot do it. I can. Okay. So what I was telling yeah. you, I do Jay Moore doing okay. Christopher Walken. Hit me with it. Like, I'm a bad guy and uh, I dance. That was I get, yours, that was a weird one. Yours at the gets end. really British. Yeah. And, and, I and dance. I dance. Suddenly, drop a beat. You start. start <laughs> uh, then it gets more German, like you're uh, uh, some kind of techno uh, DJ. Uh, I think the key is just to go. Uh, Let's see what he really sounds like when he says he comes in and he goes. It arouses curiosity. This, is, this clip is actually me doing a voiceover of Christopher. Yeah, Walken. yeah, it's so his voice back. So clip S arouses. It arouses the curiosity. It arouses the curiosity. It arouses no more just terrible yeah. but so he comes in there's this whole big standoff between him and the rock yes and don't the, reach into a man's refrigerator don't reach into a man's refrigerator that's a lesson no. i learned yeah and and the rock is like you know we're gonna get out of here and there's the dude with the whip mm-hmm. there's the dude with the the oh the dickhead we'll do that in a second <laughs> but so then they're squaring off and he's like i'm taking him out of here and then sean william scott and one of the bad guys has the most mature Verbal battle I've ever heard, which is dickhead. Please play that. Okay, so let's go, dickhead. Don't call me a dickhead, you dickhead. Did you find it or not, asshole? What's that, asshole? Hey, did you find it or not, asshole? What's that, asshole? Did you find it or not, asshole? Come on, let's go. Hey, don't rock the boat. 
I'm pretty hey, sure. Hey, hey don't, don't rock, rock the boat. boat. I'm pretty sure a similar thing happened on the playground in in grade school when I was growing up. You know, it's just like two kids were like, "What's that asshole?" And then the principal just came out and was like, "Hey, don't rock the boat." Hey, hey don't. Rock that the sounds boat. like. Hey, hey, don't rock, don't the, rock boat. the boat. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. You know. He also had like a couple weird like water analogies of like lots of weird water analogies. Yeah, but so it 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 reminded me of like. Yeah, uh, grade school, but also, like, people who... It sounded like he was improvising and just couldn't come up with yes. a topper. Yeah. He was like, no, you're no, an no. asshole. No, you're an asshole. Or in, you dickhead, you dickhead. Or, like, Commando when it's like, fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. Like, yeah. that's how they respond. Maybe that was a, an homage it's to that, strong, you know? Strong response. Yeah. Strong yeah. response. You know, um, there was a guy I knew who was named Richard mm-hmm. Head. Mm-hmm. His last name was Richard Head, and he mm-hmm. went by Dick. And uh, it wasn't until later in life that we realized his name was Dickhead. And so we started calling him Dickhead. Yeah. And he got really upset about it. Mm-hmm. And he he just finally stood up and was like, hey. Don't call me a dickhead, you dickhead. That was a terrible one. That's so bad. <laughs> well, you know, you, it's funny you should say I that. I bailed on that. It's funny you should say that because it reminds me of, like, every morning when I have conversations with my body parts. Uh-huh. And they, I give them voices. And so literally I'll just... St- come out of the shower and I'll look down and I'll be like don't call me a dickhead you dickhead because you're talking to your dickhead because I'm, ca- I'm talking to my dickhead <laughs> yeah you know um, actually I believe that the, uh, the the don't rock the boat thing I believe that um, <clears throat> you know if, I'm trying to think of an improv game with don't rock the boat <laughs> Oh, so like yeah, I was, I was uh, at Disney World, uh-huh. and there was uh, you know the one where you're in oh small world. It's yeah, a small world. It's a small world. Yeah. Um, and some like asshole teenager was going through and like going through and shaking yeah. all the like little compartments that we were standing. In. And I looked at him, and I was with my my wife, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Hey, don't rock the boat." And the kid, you know, if you said it with the Christopher Walken like intensity, yeah, whoosh, yeah, he stopped as soon as I said, "Hey, hey." Don't rock the boat. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I like that. I actually have been through uh, It's a Small World where we would we were assholes and we try and speed up the boat to mm-hmm. slam into the other people. It's like bumper boat, small yeah. world. Yeah. Combo. And then we decided it would be funny to pretend we were asleep when we came out of it because it's the most longest and boring ride on the planet. Yeah. And all the people in line were laughing. <sighs> it was a good time. Good times. It was probably they, the highlight of my life. Were, <laughs> Hey, this don't this, rock the boat. This was the highlight of my life. Yeah. Hearing that story, <laughs> exactly. That's it. Doesn't yeah. get better. It than doesn't that for get me. any better than that. No. So one of my favorite monologues that uh, we were talking about weird analogies that um, Christopher Walken does. He has a tooth fairy monologue where he's talking. Oh, to, it's so great. Where he's talking to his uh, his underlings and he's trying to explain to them. He doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak their language, uh, Portuguese. But he's trying to have his buddy his. Underling uh, translated like, doesn't really speak Portuguese. No, he's yeah, a he's, terrible translator. He's a terrible translator. But he gives him this tooth fairy analogy after Sean Williams got in the rock escape, and they're after El Gato. And this is his analogy, and it's awesome. The tooth fairy. There are two men in that jungle who are trying to steal from me. I feel like a little boy who's lost his first tooth, put it under his pillow, waiting for the tooth fairy to come. Only two. Evil burglars have crept in my window and snatched it before she could get here. Afato, dos. Wait a second. Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy? It's so good. It's so great that he like starts to translate it, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on, hold on." Do you before understand? You, do you understand you the concept of the tooth fairy? You know, it's actually interesting. The first time I. I ever stopped believing in Santa and all that stuff uh-huh. was because I the tooth fairy was what unraveled it, and um, I 
I had slipped my tooth under the pillow, and I was asleep, and I woke up, and my dad was reaching under the pillow to switch the tooth out for a 50-cent piece, which I was got a 50-cent piece, and all my friends got like five bucks. I was like, why is the tooth very cheap for me? Uh, inflation. But I, I remember I woke up, and I looked at my dad, and I felt so betrayed at age four. 10, no, I don't know when I was, maybe 8, mm-hmm. I just looked at him and I screamed, Do you understand the concept of the Tooth Fairy? Because the thing I was most mad about is, not just that he wasn't the Tooth Fairy, but he didn't even try to, like, dress up like the Tooth Fairy. There's no mystique. That's terrible. It was just my dad in his PJs, oh, his he, white V-neck. So he was on his way to bed. He yeah, wasn't even, like, flannel pajamas. in business casual. Yep. So far, just ready just, for bed. Yeah, just ready for bed. That's crazy, because I was at a convention, mm-hmm. uh, like a... Uh, fan- fantasy convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like of just people, people that uh, we want to believe exist. Um, and I dressed up as the Tooth Fairy, mm-hmm. and there was this big brawl, um, so, kind of like at the club. Yeah. Um, and someone those happen tooth- at fantasy conventions. Yeah, a lot. they do. There's a lot of conflict. Um, and someone's tooth got knocked out. And I went, and he was, like, going to go to the dentist and put it back in. Why? But I went, and I swiped the tooth, and I gave him a dollar. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I looked at him, and I was all... Wait for Do it. Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy? You still have that tooth. You carry it around in your wallet I like sure a lucky do. tooth. It's the only thing I have in my wallet. Yeah. I don't carry cash or no credit money, cards no or cards. driver's just, license. Just that tooth. Just the tooth. That is all you need. That's... <laughs> So they they, they they escape from that. Mm-hmm. I love. I don't want to top that because that, there's no topping that. That was awesome. But <laughs> I, they escape that. They they Sean William Scott veers the car off the road like we talked about. They fall down the hill in what is the longest fall. The only falls that rival this in cinema history are Hot Rod, where it's comedically long for the. And this is obviously comedically long. But this is also kind of a precursor to the fall in Lone Survivor that Peter Bird yeah. also directed. Yeah, good call. It's almost the same. When I watched this, I was like. This is the same thing, only instead they're going like, and, and like goofy hits, whereas Lone Survivor each hit a bone breaks. So well, it was actually thing. kind of unnerving watching it this time with the knowledge of what he did with Lone Survivor. So I'm like, I'm watching it in too realistic of a setting, and then I'm shaking myself out of it going, it's a movie with The Rock and Sean William Scott. Well, so that's the thing, is that Lone Survivor does it in a way that, like, that's what would happen to you if yes. you fell down that yes. hill. it's brutal. Whereas, like, they're driving... And Sean William Scott makes his, the conscious his, decision. His main plan is to be like, well, this is how I get plan away. Plan A. Plan, the, Fling a car that's going 50 miles an hour off a cliff. It's the first time in the movie someone chose option A. And it was his option A. He Op- was like, option, option a. a, I run this car off the side of the mountain. Option B, option B we keep driving I like do it's cool. anything smarter Any, than that. Anything that an intelligible person would do. Yes. So he drives the car... <laughs> As we stated, his plan drives the car off the cliff, and they immediately jump out of the car and just start rolling. Not like pencil rolling. No. Like head over feet rolling down a mountain. Crash into several trees. Trees, rocks, just like back of the neck. Yep. Just every possible way you could imagine dying. For a solid minute. They they would have died seven times. Yes. Maybe more. Maybe more. They fall into, they fall off a waterfall into a little riverbed or whatever and then the car comes and from the way it's shot, it looks like the car lands on top of them. Because they don't move. They just look at and they look up and they're like, oh no! It's almost like they treat the violence in this movie in such a weird juxtaposition where sometimes 
Uh, not juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's super violent and gritty, like people getting shot. And other times it's like Home Alone, where it's like the burglars in Home Alone. And that car would have killed them. Yeah. And then they just somehow, they just they do the like gasping out of the water, like, oh, whew, thank goodness I went down so deep that this car that weighs, you know, a ton just fell well, and didn't hit the bottom of the riverbed. It landed on them, but there was enough cushion yep. from the water yep. to really like. It's like a make Jurassic Park okay. when it lands. And they, they landed in the little cage of it right you know? right so it's funny that you or i, I should mention because i was telling you this earlier mm-hmm. like it sort of felt like there was a dueling uh vibe going on between yeah. like a rock movie and a sean william scott yeah. movie yeah and the rock movie is the like slow motion Guns. physics when defying he, when he double barrel cocks two shotguns yeah he's like and he's cocking him he in the end with it, his with his, his biceps, body, yeah. yeah, he cocks shotguns with his biceps, flips him. If you haven't seen this movie, go see it just for that. The Rock flips him underneath, cocks the shotguns with his own biceps, flips him back, and blasts dudes. Or, or the oh. time when he jumps through oh, man. the building pillar and, and like just forearms t- it and just then just tears down, down the building, so the three people fall off the building. So which badass. I guess is more deadly than falling down a mountain. Yep, because they're. Immediately unconscious or dead or something. But so that's the rock movie. And then car falling on you and you getting up like, yeah, they, that's the Sean William Scott movie. Because afterwards, they don't even really stumble. They're just more acting like they were out of breath. Right. Like, like rolling down a hill made them winded instead of... Well, it would. It would. <laughs> I mean, you'd be a lot of screaming. I'm saying. Knock the wind out of you. Yeah. But literally, their reaction is like, ah, ah, okay, dude, you gotta quit running. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> just, I mean, that fall was pretty rough. I'm gonna owe money for that car. Let's just go back. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's brainstorm this. And then his big idea now is the thunder and lightning, because not only did he fall down this cliff, but now his idea is to fight the rock. After he's seen The Rock beat the shit out of so many people. And this is where this sound clip comes from. The Thunder, I believe. Yes. Thunder. Wait for it. Wait for it. Big boy. You like thunderstorms? Huh? He's dangling his foot. What you do, right? Uh Uh-huh. Then his other foot. Thunder. Stop it. Lightning. Stop it. Thunder. Lightning. Thunder. Lightning. Ears. Punch in the face. So you hear the rock in the background going, stop, stop it. it. And I think that he speaks for America <laughs> yes. when he's saying, I think that is the conscious of the audience. That's the going voice like, of the audience going, stop it. This is, it's, stop it. It's funny, but this is dumb. This is you dumb. You never do this. Like, how many people try and f- defeat the rock one-on-one in this movie? It's absurd. Yeah. But for Sean William Scott to try and do it. After what he's seen. After what he's seen and after he's already tried. Come on. And after he's just fallen down a mountain and is clearly out of breath. Yeah, very out of breath. Clearly. I mean, he's he's at a disadvantage for right. multiple reasons. Right. Oxygen level, first yes. and foremost. It's just, it's so funny. It's so ridiculous. And then after that is when they get flung up in the trees. Yeah. And that's when it leads to the monkey humping in the face scene, Mm -hmm. which is uh, the low point for me of the movie. Because anytime, I can handle all the goofiness, but when a monkey jumps on the rock's face and starts humping him, I Mm -hmm. was like, here we go. But it does lead to when they get surrounded by the pygmies. Uh, and the rock says, these are your friends, and there's the uh, monkey humping quote. I, I do like this. Monkey hard on. These are your friends, huh? Are you kidding me? I'm starting to long for a monkey with a hard on. 
It does lend itself to that line. Can we also talk about uh, the monkey hard on was approximately five seconds before that, uh-huh. and so he's already become he's already nostalgic. Thinking, he's already, he's already he's like already oh, thinking God, about that. He's looking back times. on that monkey hard on. The just, monkey hard on was a uh, highlight man. of this trip for me. Comparatively to everything else that goes, he goes through the monkey hard on. You is, can deal with the monkey hard on. Yeah, I mean the monkey was dealing with the monkey hard on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Start to long for a monkey with a heart on. Yeah, yeah. There's actually uh, <laughs> couldn't he like he couldn't downgrade. I'm starting to long for a monkey. Yeah, monkey. Well, yeah. Well, couldn't it just have been a monkey? Like yeah. he just wants to like maybe get to know the monkey better next time before right. the monkey hard on. Yeah, it's getting intimate right away. Yeah, it's was just this like a Tinder date. Yeah, Tinder monkey. Yeah, you know I it's it's I, I it's it's so weird because like I when I, back when I used to go to bars and try and hit on women and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know I. Uh, I met this girl on the dance floor, and we were doing this dance. And at one point, I was doing kind of a goofy dance, and she was like, "You look like a monkey." And I was like, "Ah, oh, shut up! I was just, I just, I'm not a good dancer. I'm just a white guy. I'm just trying to do this." And she grabbed me by the balls, and she looked at me, and she said, I'm "Starting to long for a monkey with a heart on." And I was like, "That's a, that's a oddly erotic and terrifying thing to say." Right? It's like super hard to get a heart on when you're being dragged by yeah. the balls yeah. somewhere. Those are sensitive and. You know, it was, just, it was just kind of a weird thing to say. You sure. Know? But she was she was really into anthropology and, like, you know, the history of the Australopithecus and stuff like that. Classic. So she, you know, she really, if she could, she'd get down with a caveman is what she wants. That's what know? she was trying or to tell you. the missing link. That's what she was trying to actually, tell you. Actually, that was actually a cut scene from Encino Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the party, in one of the party scenes, um, there was a girl hooking up with Encino Man. And, you know, he's very caveman-like. And her big pickup line to him was... I'm starting to long for a monkey with a heart on. But they just thought that, you know, maybe that's too on the nose. Yeah. They wanted to be more subtle with Encino Man. Than yeah. That, I, used to, I used to go um, to, when, when I was a little kid and the ice cream truck would come around. Yeah. And I'd go up and I'd get one of those, like, chocolate ice cream bars yeah. shaped as a monkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I got one for me and I got one for my weird friend, Elliot. Um, and Everybody I, has a weird friend named Everyone Elliot. has a weird friend, Elliot. So I handed it to him and he unwrapped it and he looked right at it and he was like, come on, Jesse. I'm starting to long for a monkey with a heart on. And I was like, that's weird. That's a weird reaction. You, and you wonder, because he spent a lot of time at the, at the zoo just staring at monkeys. It was just very strange. I couldn't even speak to that. I don't, I don't know. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to assume. I didn't you ask don't a follow-up. You didn't ask for a follow-up. No, I was nope. just like, well, nope. I'm going to, this is where we part ways. The monkey with a heart on line leads to the greatest fight scene in the movie. Yeah. Which we have to talk about because yes. we have about five minutes left and I want to get to that. Okay. And then I want to get to some more sound clips. But Sweet. the greatest fight scene, we already talked about the end where he comes in with a bunch of bulls and then he basically, yeah. <laughs> he basically shoots everybody because he says bad things happen when I use guns and he blasts everybody. We talked about how he forearms the building down and it's epic. But I would argue the best fight scene in the movie is when he fights what they call in the movie the pygmies or Oompa Loompas. Sure. I don't know if that's politically correct, so don't say it it's not. me. It's it is not, not correct. That's what they call it. But. So he fights these these just shredded little dudes, mm-hmm. and the physics of it are completely bananas. Yeah, but what do you think of that seeing it, it for was, the first time? Because it was one of my favorites when I saw it thirteen years it ago. It was legitimately like a Cirque du Soleil event. Yeah. It's Cirque du Soleil with the Rock. With, yeah, so it was. If that doesn't sell you on this movie, I don't know. What there's does. no reason for you to be alive if that doesn't sell you on this movie. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just no, saying, no, 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 no. We're just saying you're missing a key point of your life. Of your life. Yes. Yeah, like yes. Ben with the small world thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was literally like the rock was the centerpiece and they were taking turns oh, in a just circle, whooping his just ass, whooping his and ass. And it doesn't just even look like they time. speed up their fists. Their fists are just like, grrr, 
That's how fast, when you're a smaller person, that's like how fast a hummingbird you move. heart. Just, yeah. They're kicking him, they're flinging him all over the place. They swing down on these ropes on the their vines. They're like wrapping him up. They they're grab like, him and fling him about a hundred feet into a tree, which they did legitimately on set. The branches were breakaway. I watched the behind the scenes, but still, nice. the rock is legit flying into a tree a hundred feet. Yeah. And then falling like a Looney Tunes character, like Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. Again, fine. Fine. Just fine. dust himself off. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. There's so much that happens in that sequence. And just, like, these flip kicks to the face, and he can barely get a hold of any of them. And the, like, launching yourself parallel to the ground, like, one foot off the ground for about ten feet, just like you're on a slip and slide. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. He does a few of those where he launches up and, like, double kicks people. Yeah. That happens in the first fight scene. He launches up, double kicks him back across the bar. Mm -hmm. It's just, if you're gonna make a movie like this, I think they did it the perfect way, where they just go batshit. You have a... Because at this point, he was known as being a wrestler. Yeah. So you make it... You play to his strengths, which they did, and you make it silly as hell. And just... But never to the point where... It never reached the point of... Even some of the silliest moments of the Fast and Furious franchise, which I love those movies, by the way. Sure. But, like, it never reached the point of, like, Superman or, like, flying a car out a building into another building. It was always person on person for yeah. the, like, for for the, the most, most part, part yeah. right? Um, it was always, like, one human being, which is the beauty of it, really. Yeah. is like Because you can see that even though the stunts are ridiculous, they're still doing the stunts, right. even if it's wire work. Right. And it's, it's like, not CG. That's that's how we root for someone like yeah. this in this movie, is, like, this person just possesses superhuman ability yeah. to whoop ass. And you believe looking at The Rock. Totally. <laughs> totally. And, like, so I, I also believed it, like, of all the opponents he faced, the most formidable was this community of yeah. Oompa-Loompas. Which, that's like, the thing that pisses me off the most, though, is they kill them in the very next scene. Right, right. It's right. like, why not leave them for the end scene and inst- and have them come in with the bulls and then? Ha- but I get that they wanted to be the rocks showdown, and he's such a badass he can take on this whole town by himself. Yeah, but it would have been cool if he, if he like thought they had gone on. off and yeah. like abandoned him, and then they came back in a show of support, like a Gandalf the White or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, just come like, on, yeah. That the Deus Ex cool. Machina moment where instead of the villagers showing up, it's the little guys, and then the little guys just beat the shit out of Walken. How cool would that or, have been if they did a round robin on Walken? Or the if they like popped out of like <laughs> some hidden compartment <laughs> yeah. in the ground, they, like, like they're, they're wearing like this crazy camouflage yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, that would have been do a sequel to this Bomb. and do that. Make We're gonna run through happen. some sound clips real quick because we only have a couple minutes left, and I know Zach has to get out of here. What else we got? We got Tooth Fairy. We got uh, Ten Minutes Younger. Oh, this is this is a hit online for sure. Ten Minutes Younger. Try that one. Man, if I was only 10 minutes younger, huh? 10 minutes younger. Christopher Walken, he's talking about Rosario Dawson. There is a slightly difference in age gap, more a bigger difference in age than 10 minutes. Right. He'd still be 70, and she'd be 27. But he would have felt way more confident yeah. had yeah. he been 10 minutes 10 younger. 10 minutes younger. You know? Yeah, and she looked at him, and she was like, monkey heart on. Monkey hard on? Monkey hard on? Monkey hard on? Start to long for a monkey with a heart on. Yeah! That would have been so good if we hit it right there. Oh, what else we got? What rhythm. else we got? We got Dickhead. Oh, feeling healthy. This is such a great action hero moment for The Rock. I don't want any trouble. Then leave now and don't come back. And the 10000 Consider it tax deductible. A contribution to your personal health fund. With all due respect, Mr. Hatcher, I'm feeling pretty healthy. That's so badass. Just the way he says I'm it. Feeling pretty healthy. Feeling pretty healthy. You know what? I went to my doctor and I got a checkup the other mm-hmm. day and they were like hey you know you're you're in decent shape but you have a little bit of a pooge and you know you could you could really just 
stand to eat a little bit less sugar and just maybe be a little bit more healthy. And I just stood up and I put on my sunglasses and I looked at that doctor because it was just some, I'd never seen him before. It was just some SAG health clinic. And I said, with all due respect, Mr. Hatcher, I'm feeling pretty healthy. That reminds me. And then me, I went and had a Big Mac, and I didn't feel pretty you healthy. You felt less healthy. I, I, I started to listen to him after he that. But back, I just though. had to say it, you know, just to be defiant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mr. You know. Hatcher. Ben. That was his name, Dr. Hatcher. Yeah, Dr. Hatcher. It's weird. Yeah, but you call him Mr. Hatcher just mm-hmm. as a pejorative. Just to be like, you're like, you're not even a doctor right now. Yeah. Because that's how I'm, healthy I am. I'm talking to you as just a regular human. <laughs> um, it reminds me of like the, uh, I read about this on one of the blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about blogs. I know about blogs. Um, the Healthy Choice Frozen Food. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like this big investigation as yeah. to like what ingredients they yeah. were using. Um, Huge. And like part the the government body that looks over that which we all know I'm not even going to bother with the name of it because we all FDA. know what it is yeah mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say it Thanks, yeah, you didn't say it. Um, the F- the <laughs> FDA the head of the FDA George Hatcher came down to to the Healthy Choice headquarters and he was like you're putting a lot of uh, pesticides in your mm-hmm. food you're using a lot of GMOs and they just looked at him and they were like with all due respect Mr Hatcher I'm feeling pretty healthy that's actually the new slogan for Healthy Choice now it's Healthy Choice I'm feeling With all due respect, Mr. Hatcher. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. They it's called him out. They, called, they him out. called him out on the box. In their slogan. All the commercials. The commercials are actually just the rundown. They're an hour, 45-minute yeah. commercials. Super crazy. But they highlight yeah. that little part. Yeah. Then uh, the monkey thing. Uh, this is... Uh, the monkey hard-on does lead to one of my favorite jokes in the movie, where they're drugged by Rosaria Dawson's character, and they wake up, and they're like, Oh, no. Get out of here, monkey. And they're yelling at the monkey. And it's just... Hilarious to see The Rock being so ridiculous. And I just want to play that clip because it's so funny for me. What? Monkey. 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 Get out of here, monkey. Get out of here, monkey. Get out of here, monkey. Can we hear the get out of here, monkey, just one more time? Just get, get out of here, monkey. Yeah, just one more time. Get out of here, monkey. I just, it just makes me, it just warms my just heart. drop it one more just time. One more time. Get out of here, monkey. Yeah. I think that's going to be a new riff on, on, uh, you know, the new Lil Wayne track. It's just going to be like, instead of like that, you know, the like weird foghorn thing they do, it's just going to be like, in the club, in the house, in the bar, in the restaurant. That song is called Monkeys Everywhere. Monkeys Everywhere. Monkeys Everywhere. It's actually the theme song for the new Planet of the Apes movie. In fact, it's just going to be called Attack of the Planet of the Apes. And the subtitle of it is Attack of the Planet of the Apes. Get out of here, monkey. Yeah. It's going to be better when Gary Oldman does it. But ladies and gentlemen, I love this music, whatever we're doing here. There we go. Uh, uh, In the club. In the restaurant. Monkeys everywhere. Monkeys everywhere. Monkey, monkey. Gary Oldman died in the last movie, so he can't say this line. (laughs) Anyways, he can come back as a dream sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got something here. Summer Jam. Hashtag get out of here, monkey. Get out of here, monkey. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank my buddy Jesse McIntosh for coming on the show. Where can they find you? Where can the good people out there find you and follow you and uh, tweet at you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Too Much Jesse. You can find me on AOL Instant Messenger at MacInup247. Perfect. You can find me on You're on, on there quite a bit. All the time. That's actually how I had to contact him for the show. I had to hit him up on yeah. AIM. Yep, yep. You can call me on my phone if you have my number. So <laughs> there you go. Thank God you didn't give it out. I was me. not. I was about yeah. to give out yours. And 
And as always, you can find me at, at the Ben Begley on Twitter. And my movie that my wife and I wrote is coming out very soon. Which we are going to have a release awesome. date very soon. If you had the Funhouse Massacre, it. thank you. It's FunhouseMassacreMovie.com. I'll have more info very soon. I promise. As soon as they let me know. Uh, until next time, we'll be here. And next week, I don't know uh, what we're going to do yet, but we're doing a news time. New time, just so everybody knows. Wednesdays at 6. We're switching to Wednesdays at 6 p.m. So if you come here at 1 for a live show and you wait around for 32 hours or whatever the math is on that, you're going to be sorely disappointed. We will be here Wednesday at 6, live next week. During dinner. It's a dinner yes. show. And we're going to have a new uh, uh, guest host for a little while, and we're going to go from there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for sticking around. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.